This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the program with a unique focus on helping Canadians avoid probate. The one thing everyone should know about probate is that it's not inevitable. With some planning and good advice, you can avoid the exhausting, expensive and time-consuming probate process and have your affairs settled quickly and privately. Speaking of good advice, here are your hosts of Avoid Probate. That was a snippet of the brown-haired maiden, played at a tempo a little quicker than normal. Good morning, Zoomer listeners. Happy Sunday. Welcome to the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Jason Laidler. Thank you for joining me. So tell me, what's the hottest topic in the city these days, besides COVID and Doug Ford's confusing lockdown policies? Real estate and the crazy house prices. I have two teenage girls. I have no idea how they're ever going to be able to buy a house in the GTA unless dad wins the lottery. And at the same time, I'm not that guy who thinks that owning a property in the GTA should be a right. I can't think of any other things that one has a right to own. You know, freedom and maybe a few other such intangible items. But I'm no economist, though I did take a couple of economics courses at university as electives. I'm no real estate expert. I am a certified financial advisor by trade. That said, in my opinion, this housing bubble is not going away anytime soon. And you know why I think that? Because half the population on the planet wants to be in Canada. For me, it's simple supply and demand. Economics 101. Canada is an attractive bargain in so many ways, and so they're coming. And I don't think we've seen anything yet. 40 million people in the second biggest country on the planet? Come on, that's a rounding error for the population of China and India, and our country's bigger, with 20% of the world's fresh water. So what does all this have to do with probate, you might be wondering? Lots. If you are selling a property in the GTA, assuming there's no massive mortgage owing on it, you've got a million dollars or more that you need to do something with. And if you put it in the bank with no joint owner... When you pass, it's going to be frozen for about a year until your estate rep deals with the probate nightmare. We touched on uh, joint accounts last week, last Sunday's show, with uh, lawyer Andrew Monroe, and I explained about how much I hate them most of the time. If you missed that show, hopefully um, the podcast is available for you to go back and listen to all previous shows. If you use our services at avoidprobate.ca and we invest it instead at an insurance company, you will be able to put one or more beneficiaries on it, and so it will not be probated. It's that simple. And as you'll hear me say from time to time, it's the best-kept secret in the country. The insurance companies today have as many, if not more, investment options than the banks do. We're going to take a closer look at some of these investment options in the weeks to follow. 
So in planning for today's show about real estate, and specifically real estate for seniors, I reached out to a real estate expert friend who I know is listening this morning. I'm happy to say he's now one of many regular listeners of the Avoid Probate Show, and I'm grateful for that. I asked my friend if he could recommend a real estate agent to come on and talk about the real estate situation and a few of the issues relating to seniors in particular. To my surprise, and to his credit, he told me after working on it for a few days that he could not think of anyone suitable, which was not the reply I was expecting. He did, however, mention something to me about needing an agent who had something called the ASA designation, which was something I'd never heard of. It is a designation that recognizes further education by realtors with regard to the seniors market, and our guest this morning, Barry Lebo, is a very successful, longtime professional realtor who teaches the course to other realtors seeking the ASA designation and a couple of other related designations, which I hope he will tell us about right after the break. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember, insert your name, and we're heartbroken because, insert your name, did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of, insert your name, have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoidprobate.ca This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. It's my pleasure to introduce Barry Lebo to the Avoid Probate Show here on AM740. Good morning, Barry. How are you today? Terrific. Terrific, Jason. Thanks for having me here. I'm glad you're here, Barry. I want to talk with you about a few different issues relating to real estate for seniors in particular, but first... Mm -hmm. I'd ask you to tell us a little bit about your background and the ASA designation for realtors. Well, I'm just slightly past halfway through my career. I'm now on my 53rd year in real estate. Holy. And um, I've learned about 53% of what real estate's all about. There's just so much to learn. And it's been a great um, education. I came in as a kid. I've had no other um, vocation or profession in my adult life. Um, Never had a paycheck. I've always been on commission. And uh, real estate's been very good to me. It allowed me to go a grade 10 dropout. Um, I went to university to get more real estate education at York and at University of Toronto. And um, because of that, I got a thirst for knowledge. And I think I've earned, I guess it's 16 or 17 professional designations over my career. And um, I'm very grateful to this industry because it gave me that opportunity. I don't use all those designations, but I do use the knowledge. Um, and I'm a realtor. I'm, I'm an active realtor. I also do a lot of real estate litigation work for lawyers. I've been an expert witness in over uh, close to 600 trials across North America, predominantly in the GTA. And um, when people have to sue a real estate agent, they 
call me. When somebody has a stigma issue in real estate, um, which is a topic unto itself, I'm um, always, you know, I've been doing that for a long time. So those are my two areas. And of course, I teach a lot. I train, I teach, I've trained, I guess, thousands of realtors, which leads me into starting the accredited senior agent program um, in 2008. It took a year to get it going, and um, no part of me to, to get it um, on paper. Um, all the information, I mean, the estate stuff and uh, the probates and trying to understand it all. Mm-hmm. It was very complex, and um, I ran it for many years, and then a few years ago, um, a company... Pivotal has taken over. It's now called Pivotal Accredited Senior Agent. And it's the only designation in Canada for realtors who want to specialize and bring more value in the senior field. And then there's a, a, um, a small group of us, of 27 of us, and I did not found this. I'm just part of it. The Master Accredited Senior Agent. We are... The ASA members, the accredited senior agent, they are agents that are trained to work with seniors. That does not mean it's the predominant part of their business. Master accredited senior agents, it is the dominant part of our business. We specialize in seniors. I see. There's a difference. And most of my work, I'll give you an I'll blow my own horn. Yeah. In the last six and a half years, I'm up to 117 deals where I've either downsized a senior, we've put them into, um, with the family, into care facilities, or, uh, unfortunately, a fair amount of estate work. Lately, <laughs> I don't know how many. It just seems I'm doing more and more hoarders within the senior community. That seems to be a, a new trend at about every uh, every you know few houses. It's hoarder, 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 and that's that's a different dynamic. I'll mm. tell you. So that that gives you a little rundown. Yeah, that is a a lot to think about. Fifty three years. Holy cow! It's longer than I've been alive. Just so you know. Well, I'm only like I say. I passed my my halfway point. Just passed it. And. Uh, 17 designations, that's impressive. You would need a very large business card for all that. I, I don't use them all. You, I, I just use the knowledge. I don't, need, I don't need all those designations. Right, right. Well, you touched on a few issues there that I definitely want to expand on with you. I mean, in no particular order. Downsizing issues was, well, before, before I go there, before we go there, let me ask you, what, what in your opinion, I mean, you touched on it, but... Are those the biggest real estate issues facing seniors today, or, or is there... No, 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 no. The biggest problem is, if you look at every study, Canadian or American, if you look and see what the study shows, seniors don't want to move. They I don't be- want to move. I they want to stay where they are. And, oh, by the way, that's another thing we, as accredited senior, accredited senior agents, are trained in. We will do an analysis for someone and say to them, you know what, we've done every study there is. You're better to stay in this house. But we have to bring in people to help you retrofit the house to make it more livable for you. Because you're talking about better in terms of health care. That's correct. Better they may be better off at home. Better in terms of longevity, better in terms yeah. of uh, quality of life. That's right. We, we've we've changed things. We've we've brought in people to do those walk-in bathtubs and yeah. you know yeah. um, grab bars and retrofitted. And um, in one case, there was only a two-piece bathroom on the main level, and we ate up a bit of the dining room, but we got a shower in. So they, you know, it was easier. They they could still use a shower. Thank goodness. 
But um, to look at that, people don't want to move. I would, I would hate to say this. There's two types, of course, there's two types of seniors. There's the young, very, very virile type of senior. The Zoomer. From 50, yeah, the Zoomer, 55 right. up. You know, it's time. We've got the big house. The kids have uh, gone. There's only us, the dog, you know. And, hey, time for a condo. That's the traditional thinking. The thing is, a lot of people don't really want to go to a filing cabinet in the sky. <laughs> you know, I mean, a condo, I mean, I, I sold the very first condos in the province of Ontario in 1968. And um, I was 21. And the, the developer said, what do you know about selling condos? And I looked at him and said, what do you know about building condos? And I still got a good relationship with him to this day. He's a great guy. But um, condos are not for everyone. The biggest oh, thing people sure. want is to go from their home to a bungalow. And the problem is bungalows were GTA-centric here. They're too expensive. So they're not, tr- they're not getting value. Now, in a lot of cases, there's a financial... Now, people move for different reasons. Yep. One is health, and the other is wealth. Now, let's look at wealth for a minute. It's not talked about that much. There are people... I put a fair amount of seniors into rental property. Not renting... And I'll never rent a condo to a senior. That's a silly move for a senior. You go to a rental building and have tenure, so you never have to move again. Um, but a condo building, they could say, you know, somebody could turn around two years from now and say, oh, we're going to sell the unit. Then what? Move again? No, I don't advise that. But looking at this with wealth, um, I sold somebody there. They had it was not a most expensive condo in the world. Nice size. Yeah. They, they netted about seven hundred thousand net. But he looked at how he's in pretty good shape. He's in his early 70s. He said, i got to watch this money. It's all the money I'm going to have the rest of my life. I've, I'm arthritic. I can't work in my field anymore because I need my fingers. Um, I need to live on this money, plus government pension. He says, i got to invest this money. And I've got, we put him into a very, and I, I found him a place online. I said, go look at this place. He took it. And it's, he's not living expensively. Hmm. So, you know, not everybody, it not, it's not always ripe to go just move down to a condo. And then we got the other ones. We got, we got people just going, you know what? My kids live in um, wherever, Oshkosh, and we're moving to Oshkosh because we have more care. I sold a family, been in the house for 52 years, and they moved to Peterborough. Why? Because they're getting on in age, and their son and family live in Peterborough. They can look after them. And so, uh, I guess and, if there's grandkids in the picture, that uh, plays yep. an important part too, right? Absolutely. And there's other people. Look at I mean... You know, I, I mean, I like I love Toronto. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, I love Toronto. I love Southern Ontario, but let's not kid ourselves. Kelowna and all that, it's probably the prettiest part of Canada. And a lot of people are moving to other parts of Canada. I've heard that. That's, that's a big deal, though. I mean, if you've been in the GTA your whole life or most of it, yep. to, to up sticks and go to a different province on the other side of a very large country, that's going to be quite the change, right? Or Costa Rica. Uh, I've been there, by the way. I could live yeah, in Costa Rica. You know, Canadians let me tell are you. down there. It's about forty percent of the ownership, of foreign ownership, is Canadian. Wow! And, and you mentioned the uh, the With filing healthcare, by the way, just as an aside. The, the filing cabinet in the sky. Well, yeah. You know, as you know, uh, Zoomer Radio at the Zoomerplex here is located in Liberty Village, and a friend of mine just sold his massive seven hundred and fifty square foot condo. To uh, move into a bigger space because he just couldn't handle it anymore. And I, I don't have a big house, but I can't. And I, I don't want to move because just, the thought of it just sends shivers down my spine for all the work that would be involved in packing up and everything. Well, 
stop right there. Yeah. I want you to stop. Yeah. That's what the traditional realtor does. The traditional realtor comes in, they list, they sell. The accredited senior agent comes in and brings in a transition manager. You, We can have your toothpaste and toothbrush ready for you at the new place <laughs> without having to do, lift a finger. You could go on holiday for two weeks and come back. We'll have the house cleaned right out. You've got to understand what we do, most of it. The masters, the masters especially. Number one, we come in. We will go through what do you need, what, what do we have to extract? And that is all the sentimental stuff. Yeah. The the baseball glove that the son wants, the mom, can you ship my glove to me? And um, we'll do that. And um, we had one one of our members, they wanted the grand piano from the house to be shipped to oh, Vancouver. Oh, come on. It was worth, it cost more to ship it, double, than the price of buying a new grand piano. But he grew up with it. It was in the family, two generations. He wanted that piano. Are there still piano movers out there? Is that still a thing? Oh, yeah. It's a specialty. You can't it's just have a mover be. do it. It's a, you've got to have a specialty. Yeah. So what we do is we come in, we do an assessment, and we clear out the house. Now, there's two, three uh, areas. Number one, we, you have to, we have to help. The family has to help us and tell us what's sentimental. Right. But they can just point their finger. They don't have to lift. We will help them with all the pictures and put it all away and get all that packed up and shipped wherever it has to or be able to take with them. Now, the next thing is what's valuable that they're not taking. The beautiful, beautiful piece of furniture that we can get to in a consignment shop, or they've got a valuable collection or valuable art. We bring in the appraisers to tell them what it's worth. And sometimes people get very upset because they, they think it's worth a lot more than they really sure. is. Sure. Grandma's dishes today, I don't care how old they are, I don't have a lot of value. Silverware, unless it's real silver, not interested. So what happens is we do that. Then we help sell off the stuff. And with garage sales and all that other stuff. Then we turn around and we, we have the, the places that take all the stuff for charity. And we arrange for all that. And if we're good and the stuff is decent, we'll get tax receipts for the family. And then the last, we'll clean out the house. With it, what's left, we'll trash. Then we look and we go, okay, now we've got Broadlam, which is very common mm-hmm. in old houses. Yeah. And under the Broadlam is beautiful hardwood. Right. It's probably been there since the 50s and never. First, we get our guys in. We start ripping up the hardwood, uh, up the Broadlam. Right. We expose the hardwood. Then if we have to, we'll refinish the hardwood. We'll do, um, we bring in trades. We will jazz up the house. We will strip wallpaper if we have. When I say we, I mean our crews yeah. will. Um, one of the things I'm extraordinarily fussy about, I bring in window washers, um, because most people, the windows haven't been cleaned, um, and um, we paint and we decorate, and if the people are have a nice house, we de- help them declutter for the sale, and use their stuff for staging and supplement it with others. Others, we bring in um, stuff that has to be, some houses are so shabby and so old that we don't stage, we just get them cleaned out. Um, so there's a lot of things that we have to do, and it would take, um, I've been involved with some houses, I made 33 visits to one house to supervise, Holy 33. Cow. So we're not average realtors. No, for sure, and I can't, well, I, I can't imagine what this would cost. I hate to think about what this service not a, would cost. You wouldn't believe, one of my fellows, the one I put into an apartment um, that got 700 and change, we spent all of $3,000 to get his house, his condo. It was mostly ripping out the broadlam and putting in laminate. And um, we did $3,000. That's his cost. You know what? He netted 17 more above the three. If he would have sold it as is, he would not have got 
that extra 17. But I have examples of people getting, um, putting in money, and we did one in North York, $17,500. That's what it cost to get everything done that yeah. had to be done. And um, we got them $150,000 above wow. that. Above so, that. And one I just did down in the Ronsonsville's uh, village area, he got two hundred. Come on. $202,000. Not far from your studio. All right, so they're, so they're spending money to make money. Well, um, we, we, we advise I got, people. I, um, you've got to understand, we look at, we're in the, we're in the trenches. We're in the street. Yeah. We know what buyers want today. Yeah. It is the most amazing phenomena. Um, we grew up in my generation. We grew up, um, and every kid, no matter who he was, knew how to use a hammer and a saw. I mean, it just it was natural. I don't care if you, who you were in my generation. Right. You just knew how, boomers knew how to use a hammer and saw. Now, look, we have, you can walk into home hardware and say to them, or Lowe's, and say, how do you do this? They'll tell you. I can go on YouTube and see it, how to do anything today. And they, and they still, they don't want it. They have no clue how to look after a house, these younger generations. Right, right. They want to walk in, it should be all white, look like out of Home and Gardens magazine, and be ready for them. Barry, I'm going to use a saw right now to cut you off for a second because we've got to go to a quick break. And sure. then when we come back, we'll pick up where we left off and we'll talk about a few other things too. So sure. don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. My name is Marilyn and I avoided probate. Our story begins when Marilyn paid a visit to her mom's bank. She noticed something odd. She had 100% of her money tied up in GICs, making 1%. It wasn't enough to sustain her. She was dipping into her capital big time. Marilyn wanted to disperse the money for her mom's needs as she ages. She had acquired power of attorney. No, you can't do anything with her accounts. They're in her name. And that was that. I was overwhelmed by everything. I didn't know what to do. That's when Jason from avoidprobate.ca stepped in. There was a sense of urgency because Marilyn's mother is no spring chicken. This process takes time. And I didn't know how much time we had. He walked me through what I should do when I went to the bank, what I should say to them. Not only that, Jason went with Marilyn to the bank. They weren't happy that I was sitting across the table from them in the office and they knew that we were trying to move this money. But I knew that we had a right to do that and that it was the right thing to do. Persistence paid off and we got the transfer done in time. So many seniors have these GICs at the bank. They will be probated. They will be frozen. They're paying next to nothing. And they're locked in with maturity dates. It drives me crazy. I don't understand why anybody buys these things. There are much better options out there. And sometimes we can do this transfer at no cost to the account holder. Should you get in touch with avoidprobate.ca? Anybody who has non-registered accounts at the bank needs to look into the services we provide at avoidprobate.ca because, by definition, you can't put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at the bank. You can put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at an insurance company. The rules are different. I felt that the banks thought I was a thief, but Jason made me feel so much better. I know we've done the right thing. Call us at avoidprobate.ca on the toll-free number, but call us before your mom or dad passes away. That's when we can help you. Have the conversation with your parents and avoid probate like Marilyn did with avoidprobate.ca. Call 1-844-667-7628. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. 
Welcome back to the Avoid Probate Show. Jason Laidler here with special guest Barry Lebo, real estate expert, especially when it comes to working with seniors. Um, lots to cover here. Barry, let's uh, pick up where we left off. Well, and, and let's actually switch topics here slightly and then talk about maybe the housing options because the senior, mm-hmm. you know, they, they usually take advantage of your services. You, you make everything nice and shiny and sell it and give them top dollar for it, but they have to go somewhere. Yeah. And what does that look like? What do these options look well, like? Well, there's so many. And, and, you know, it's amazing. There's so many models that we haven't picked up yet in Toronto. Um, the granny flat and stuff like that, um, where you actually have an apartment in your backyard for granny or Aunt Tilda or Uncle Sam, you know? But is that is that easy to do with city regulations, or are we... Not in Toronto, in but the there gray- is in other areas. Other jurisdictions, I think, I'm, I'm going to be corrected here. Somebody's going to call in and say, no, you're wrong. I think it was Kitchener allowed it. One of the communities near Toronto just did it, allowed it. So you get a prefab, you get a crane that goes drop, wow. lifts it up, puts it in the backyard. Your pad's already down. Right, uh, The pad is concrete, and it's got, you, you just hook up the utilities. It's all there, the sewers, the connections, the water's there. You drop the granny flat. It's the lo- most logical thing in the world because I can look after, my mom, my dad, my yeah. aunt, whatever, uncle, and it, they're right out my back door. In other words, they got the family look. The government, the, you've taken the state out of the caretaking right. re, um, part of the equation. The family looks after. The argument is, though, then they're worried, what happens if mom or dad passes and the granny flat's there? Well, you're supposed to then take it away. Well, that's, watch, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. No. no, we know that. So that's what they're afraid of. They're afraid of intensification of the city. It I sounds like the pro. a lot of administrative red tape. But there are so many options, and here's some of the options. Okay, let's just go very quick. I'll go yeah. very quickly through. The traditional one is you sell your house, you go to a condo. That's traditional. Next one is you sell your house, you bank most of your money, and you go into a rental. And people say, oh, I'm wasting my money on rental. Not if you're going to spend many months in Florida or something, why would you spend a lot of money to own a place that's empty here? Or if you travel or anything. I've seen people that are quite wealthy living in very modest apartments because they want to have the money and the freedom. So that's part of it. Then you can go out of Toronto. And it's entirely possible to make a good return on the money you've invested that you didn't put into a new house. Oh, I can cry about that one. We'll talk about that. Because <laughs> that's I, I where I come in, by the way. I know that's where you come in. And I, I mean, if you're not getting 4 to 6% on your money, why would you give it to the bank? But I'm digressing. Yes. Here, here's the thing. And then, so you've got rentals. Then some people have gone into um, much more affordable housing, no matter what it is. They've downsized to a cheaper um, property. People have left the city. And are going to smaller communities, and I, and that's fine. And I've had other people who happen to be um, have a cottage, and they said, you know what, we're going to live year round at the cottage. It's a year round cottage. We're not. That's our new principal residence, and that of course causes some things. You've got to have appraisals, and you know you've got to deem it a principal residence. I'm not going to get into capital gains and all that stuff right now. I might later if we have time. Yeah. So what what is happening is there's so many alternatives, and of course then you've got but a good percentage of the, of the seniors. There's the, there's the Zoomer, and then there's the ones that are circumstance. The circumstance ones are different. Now we have a service. We are part. The accredited senior agent program is is controlled by a company called Pivotal. Pivotal um, is also with Senior Care Access, and what they do is we can do an assessment and where to place 
your relative. We we have a service for that. Now we that's a pay that's a that's for pay service. Yeah. But we have access to that. So I'll give you an example. My dad was on his last days. Um, I'm in this business. I've written the textbooks on this. And I'm sitting in the hospital with my brother, and the doctor comes out and says, "Your father's never going home." You guys have three. You, here, we're bringing a nurse in to consult with you who's into this. She says, you've got three choices. Here's three homes he has to go to, one of the three. I'm looking. I'm going, who the I need a consultant right now. I don't know what to do. Right. And I wrote the book on the damn <laughs> the subject. Right. Because it now was in my face. I did not know there was anybody out there that actually did this consulting, which there wasn't at that time. And um, that, unfortunately, um, no, I guess for he was in pretty bad shape at that point. He was he was his time. He he didn't give us a choice because three days later he was he passed. But leaving it alone, we were there and we didn't know what to do. So pivotal today, I just pick up the phone with my client and say, I think you need to do an assessment with pivotal. By the way, speaking of assessments, another one we get heavy into is family wars. I'm a University of Toronto-trained arbitrator-mediator. Do you know how many family wars we have to get involved with? Yes. We're, you know, the, who wrote that book? Les uh, Kotick, I think it is, a lawyer? Yeah, Kotzer. And, yeah, and Barry um, Fish. Oh, yes, right. They wrote Where There's a Will, There's a War, or something, and Family Wars. And, and I think they've written, like, two or three other books since then, to be honest. That's there's, right. They've written so all these books. Les has written some of these books on um, some really interesting greed. I've never seen so much greed in my life with families. I mean, I could tell you stories, but what happens is the, the, the family wars are a huge dynamic, and most realtors aren't trained how to deal with family wars. And I have an arbitrator who is an mediator, who, not me, who is a specialist with seniors and their families. That's what she does. Yeah. She created at the Arbitrator Mediators Association a whole new seniors division for people to specialize in this. So it's not just about where mom and dad are going to move. They're free to do whatever they want. It's when the family has to get together to say, what are we going to do to have to move mom and dad? Because mom and dad don't have the capacity to move themselves. That's where the problem comes in. I'd like to think, you know, that a good financial advisor has a handle on these issues as well. Well, money's a huge factor. Right. I, 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 sell, I sold the first senior I ever sold um, as an accredited senior agent. I sold the man made in excess of $1 million net. And I said to him, you know, you can get about 5%, give or take, on this money. Oh, I've always been at blank bank, mm, and they're yes. going to look after me. I go, no, they're going to be happy to get your money because they're going to give you almost nothing back in return. You know, at least ask him for a clock radio when you deposit the money. Get something. Get not not to mention the fact that when he passes, it's going to be frozen, and that's a nightmare. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I said to him, you need a financial planner. You need one. And couldn't couldn't get through. And it's not the first time. I think that a lot of people have to that are listening to this have to understand that's what a professional is for. I, I I've never been admitted that I'm great with money. I have a professional planner that looks after my money because I'm not good at it. It's not my skill set. Mm-hmm. So I go to. I, I'd rather pick, say, Jason. What? Here's what I've got. What mm-hmm. should I do? So you make, you make a really good point. This is a, an ongoing challenge um, for me as as a professional financial advisor with people over the over the years. When when you know 
your dad is a perfect example. Oh, sorry, not your dad. Your client is a, is a yep. perfect example who says, hey, man, I've been with the bank. I've been with the same bank for 50-some-odd years. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about what you're talking about. Because when I mention investing at an insurance company as an, as an alternate, they think I'm trying to sell life insurance. And I yeah. have to repeat it over and over and over. It's got nothing to do with life insurance. It's just invest the same dollars here, and we can avoid the probate on it. So yeah. often... It's a challenge for people in my situation. Am I dealing with grandpa or am I, am I dealing with the 85-year-old or am I dealing with a 65-year-old kid? I agree. That's where it gets tricky. And- I, I, I have so much trouble. Somebody finally pointed out to me my naivete. People who never invested all their lives professionally, it's very hard at 80s to turn around and start investing. They just don't have the mentality for it. Yeah, I, you I know, guess. And, and they're not used to hiring professionals to do all kinds of stuff for them. And yet, I'm the opposite. I want a professional to, I don't do my own, I've never done my own income tax. Why would I do my own income tax? I'm going to screw up. I'm, I'm not going to find all the legal loopholes and all the wherewithals and everything. I mean, you know, legally, I mean, it's been said before, we have every right in the world as a Canadian citizen to avoid taxes legally, legally, yes, of course, and you need you need to be a Rhodes Scholar to read the Tax Act. I will give Canada Revenue something. I'll say this about Canada Revenue: when I put the course together years ago, I was quite shocked about their website. They actually had easy to read stuff on the website. You could really understand whoever put their website together, Canada Revenue, over the years yep. has dummied it down so that a guy like me can understand half of it. Yeah, I, I have that to agree. Ease, you know? I use it as a resource all the time. You know, I, I give them credit. I think they did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. You know, their website. I'm not happy to take my taxes, but, uh, you know. They're happy to take them for you, though. They're happy. I mean, you know, you can't live in a society like we've got not pay taxes. We know that. Right. But right. on the other hand, why would I not have a professional to help me minimize my tax? And that includes upon death, especially. I mean, do I want to leave a legacy? And that, that's another argument. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, some people go, I'm dead, I'm dead, I don't care. And I'm going, well, yeah, but... You cared while you were alive, or you should have. So are there are there financial advisors taking this ASA training? Um, I believe so. I'm not in charge of the program anymore. Right. Um, Jason, you're talking to someone who is a great, um, I'm a good marketer, and I'm a good salesperson. I'm the world's worst administrator. I'm not good at it. And to run an association, you've got to be an administrator. You've got to worry about Excel spreadsheets and memberships and little things. I'm not, that's for somebody else. I'm not good at that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I turned it over to people who are good at it, and I, I, I let them run it. Yeah, well, you got to play to your strengths. That's I, I that's don't smart. have a, I don't have administration theory. I don't have. I can. By the way, if I had to, I could. I don't want to. There's a difference between yes. doing it and not. It's like doing my own income tax. I'm sure I could sit down and do it, but why would I want to? Right. Right. Um, okay. Uh, I'm getting the uh, the magic flashing light from uh, Frank, our producer here, saying that we got to wrap things up. Before we do that, I just want to. Uh, for both our sake, remind the listeners, Barry, that the information provided in this program is for general consumption only, and it's not yeah. intended to provide particular legal or investment advice, oh, yeah. because as you know, every situation is different, and so if you have 
legal or investment or real estate questions, you should speak with a licensed expert. Yep. And of course, you can contact myself. My email is info at avoidprobate.ca. My toll-free number is one 667 Seven six two eight. I'll give that out again uh, before we wrap up. And Barry, tell us how our Zoomer audience uh, can reach you if they have specific questions with regard to uh, real estate options. Well, the, the first thing is I'm all. I mean, just go to Google. I mean, Barry Lebo, L E B O W. Don't forget the W. Um, and I'm there. And it's my website, BarryLebo.com. All my contact information is right there. Barry Lebo, L E B O W dot com. Nice and simple. I like it. Okay, I want to thank you so much for that information. I think we're going to have to have you back one day because I think there's more to cover. But for now, we're going to have to leave it there. We're going to have a quick break, and we'll be right back. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back to the Avoid Probate Show on AM740. I'm Jason Laidler. Glad you're here with me this morning. That was a lot of great information from uh, Barry Lebo. One thing that I want to follow up with that he, he mentioned and we didn't touch on too much because it's it's complicated and um, I blame him for not wanting to get into the gory details, but he mentioned the capital gains, you know, on a cottage. Uh, one thing that's very confusing for homeowners uh, is something called the principal residence exemption. Uh, I get this question a lot, you know, which property can be the principal residence? You get to pick which property, if you own a cottage or two, two properties or three properties or four properties, whatever it is, you get to pick which one you're going to claim as your principal residence so that you don't pay capital gains tax on that particular residence. You just have to you know, pass the uh, test, they call it ordinarily inhabited. So it can't be something you know, on the other side of the country that you never see. But if it's, if it's a place like a cottage where you go ordinarily, or it could even be um, a piece of land, or it could even be um, uh, a motorhome or something like that, those will all qualify. The trick, though, is you need to look at what the tax liability is going to be on these properties. And the reason I'm saying this is because I see a lot of people in the city, in the city of Toronto, who might want to sell their place in Toronto and move to the cottage to retire. Uh, or, or, it could be, or it could be the way around. They could say, um, I'm not using the cottage anymore, and it's too far to drive, and it's too much work. But what I'm getting at is... The tax bill on one property could be entirely different than the tax bill on the other property. So until you decide, until you've looked at those numbers, it makes sense to have an assessment done so that you don't pick the wrong principal residence. People will say, you know, I've sold the condo and I don't feel like paying tax now, so I'm going to say that's my principal residence, and then they'll go to the cottage. That could be a very expensive mistake only because you're trying to get out of paying taxes today. If, if grandpa bought that a cottage in Muskoka in 1950, you know, the value of that thing has gone up way more than the condo did in the city. So the tax bill on the cottage could be two or three times the size of the tax bill on the condo. And therefore, it would have made more sense to claim the cottage as the principal residence and, and eat the tax today as a uh, 
unattractive as that might sound. So that's the point I wanted to make about um, capital gains. There was a time uh, pre-1982 when you could have two principal residences. Husband and wife could each have one. That's no longer the case uh, since 1982. So there's only one principal residence exemption allowed per family since 1982, and you get to pick which one it is. And a good accountant can do that math for you. There's a formula to figure out what the taxes are. The other thing I want to mention real quick before we get to the mail is this thing called the uh, lifetime capital gains exemption. It used to exist uh, back before 1994 when it was eliminated by the federal government. Um, you could have you, you could have $100,000 of gains tax-free. They took that away. But what happened was some people, if they were smart back in 1994 or before that, took advantage of this election. You had to elect it on your tax return and basically save themselves the tax on $100,000 of gains. The problem today is if uh, your folks pass away or grandma and grandpa pass away, often whoever's settling the estate or doing the tax return doesn't know that this this was elected back in 1994, and you're paying more tax than you should be paying. So it's really important, if you can, to get your hands on that 1994 tax return and see if they elected to use this $100,000 lifetime exemption before it was eliminated. Okay. Now, I want to jump into the mailbag because we've had a great response to our first shows with uh, emails and phone calls. Um one thing I want to mention, we talked with uh, Andrew Monroe, the lawyer, who was on the first couple of shows about powers of attorney. One question I get quite a lot, and I didn't mention this when we had uh, drew Andrew in the, uh, in the studio. Uh, the question from Gail in Mississauga was, do I have to use a lawyer to make a power of attorney? And the answer to that is absolutely not. The, the Ministry of the Attorney General publishes, creates and publishes a document called powers of attorney, and you can use this document for both of the powers of attorney that we were talking about. That's one for personal care and one for property. This document, if, if you want it, uh, you can reach out to me. I will send it to you. I'm happy to do that for you. Now, I will say it's a bare bones document, and so if you have a situation that might be a little more, more complex then I would recommend you do use the services of a lawyer to get your power of attorney. But if it's something that you think is really simple, maybe this document is all you need and the price is right. Uh, the other letter that we got was from a gentleman in uh, Brampton. I, t- I talked to him last night, as a matter of fact. And his wife passed away in, in March from cancer, not COVID. Um, she was in her 50s, so very, very young. And his situation is something that uh, I wanted to, to mention with to the Zoomer listeners because he's not on the title of the principal residence that him and his wife were sharing. And he wasn't on there for business reasons. I see that a lot. There's lots of reasons people aren't on title. So he's got a probate problem. And I had a call from a granddaughter a little while ago freaking out on the phone saying, you know, my grandfather passed away and my grandmother just got a bill for $18,000 because they've got to probate the house. And she was explaining, like, they've been in this house for 50 years together, and this came out of nowhere. Because what happened was, you know, in the 1950s, for example, when when Grandpa was buying a house, often, not always, um, the spouse wasn't working. 
and she had no income. And so there was no point in putting her on the title. And nobody's thought about it since the house was bought in 1950. Grandpa passes away, you know, more than half a decade later. They've been in this house the whole time, long forgotten that (laughs) that grandma's not on title anymore. Guess what? That's a probate problem. And if the daughter in this case was saying that granny didn't have the $18,000 to pay the bill, you literally could be forced to sell the house that you've been in for all those decades. So that could be a bit of a tragedy, and it's something I want you to, to think about and check with your folks or your grandparents. You know, if you think there's any chance that they're both not on the title, that's something that needs to be rectified, and that's not hard to do. So there's a, a couple of calls and emails that came in uh, since the show launched a few weeks ago. I want you to keep your calls and emails coming with all your questions. I'll try to reply to every one of them, and I'll share some of them with you each week. Remind you, please check out the uh, info, or sorry, the the website at avoidprobate.ca. There's lots of great info there, including a free probate calculator that you can play with to get an idea of how much probate might be payable on your estate. We're going to head into the last break. We'll be right back. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember, insert your name, and we're heartbroken because, insert your name, did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of, insert your name, have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoidprobate.ca This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back to the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Jason Laidler here on AM740. If you missed any of our shows so far, you can find past episodes on the Zoomer Radio website. Just find the Avoid Probate Show and there's a button there for past episodes. I want to thank my guest today, Barry Lebo. Uh, for joining us and sharing all his amazing information and life experience in real estate. Certainly knows what he's talking about. Thank you to the world's most patient producer, Frank. Thank you, Zoomers, for your time again, and enjoy your Sunday. Bye for now. You've been listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.